The following message is copyrighted by Westminster Theological Seminary. Duplication, distribution, or other use of all or any part of this message is not permitted without prior written consent. Please direct your inquiries to communications at wts.edu. For all other information, please visit the main website at www.wts.edu. Just uh, prior to uh, maybe beginning with the corner section there, which had four people giving, we have the heavy theologians. Radical I'm wondering, I'm wondering um, the over an overview of the book, Rocky Mother. I every time I go through this book, it it's such a vivid picture of uh, my experience, my involvement in the city of New York, growing up in the city. And so when I get to sections uh, that look so, I mean, how do you live, how do you keep uh, your sanity, uh, how, how in the world do you, uh, Amelia goes to the Lower East Side after school one day and doesn't return home at midnight, Mrs. Santana calls the police to help her look for him and they find him at a friend's house and then she wallops Amelia. Uh, Georgina's eight-year-old son, who is 50 pounds over, he suffers from glandular condition, goes to the hospital to have an operation. He claims that a nurse hit him and says he doesn't like the hospital food. Uh, Margie Mendoza's husband dies on the sidewalk uh, after complications with alcoholism. Um, all of these things uh, I could remember. I mean, they're vivid. They're things that went on in my building where I lived and grew up. Um, uh, we, there's this kind of um, everything is in confusion and uh, you don't know what to take care of first um, and your parents are trying to make sense out of this world as they're training us as children growing up in these communities um, numbers of things like that and um, so Welfare Mother is a very hot book for me to review again and again because it's, it brings back wounds it brings back a system that was very oppressive and difficulties and I'm hoping um, that you've given some thought to the subject about how to, how to work in a community, which is still even worse and more complicated. I think the deterioration of the family is evident, the drug abuse and substance abuse is on the increase. So we've lost a lot. We haven't considered the Hispanic community, Puerto Rican in particular, as a mystery. They don't know sociologists and anthropologists don't know how to really uh, deal with the issues that we're facing in the United States. So, um, uh, dealing with the first <coughs> first few questions, what was your response to them back there in the in the corner? <laughs> Matter of process, is it? What? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say it first. <laughs> <laughs> this is a male uh, dominant society. <laughs> 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 His wife will fix him up. Mr. Santana came from the col- col- colonized country. South America uh, still controlled by the capital, cap, capitalist rich country. Mm-hmm. 
they they have been exploited by the European Christian and, and, and European capitalist because uh, 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 cap- always capitalist country looking for new market to to make a fortune. I mean, uh, she came from the country which uh, have been victimized by the by the Western country, and still she she belongs to low class. I mean, uh, even so, she she make a more 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 fortune in this country, but her her position still uh, is a kind of a process, it's a kind of continuation in this country too. Yeah. Um, would, you, would you just take that a little bit further? Are you, are you saying that that? Um, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, you know. Uh, okay, I'm not doubting that there's exploitation. I'm not doubting that there's poverty. Uh-huh. Um, but we're talking about the, the process. Um, 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 you're saying you are you working with the idea that there's that everyone has the right to achieve and somehow she didn't achieve? Uh, and therefore you blame the system? Uh, uh, I mean... Uh, I'm, I, I'm talking about economic economic system. I mean... Uh, uh, <laughs> how can I explain it? Why don't we go on with this matter of process and how all this passed on and what we're seeing kind of fits all together. But well, some of the things we saw that were passed on was um, kind of on the more negative side was just the fact that we had um, Lima Santana, then we had her daughter, who was almost an exact replica of her. I mean, in the way she lived and everything. And, yeah. and looking, it was looking like her daughter's daughter was going to repeat those same kinds of yeah. things. And their other children had, in various ways, were repeating a lot of the same things. And her own... There's a very much about it, but her own Miss Santana's own mother, she hadn't really known, and she hadn't married her husband, and those kinds of patterns. Um, also saw on the positive side, there was, like, very festive and very, like, love to dance, love to celebrate, and that was all of them. I mean, it was like, there was, like, Miss Santana loved to do it, but all of her kids did, and when they had a party, the whole family came, and, like, didn't, were all were there. And um, also just, like, the openness of their homes and people in and out and that kind of thing. Yeah, they maintain the extended family model even across from the United States and Puerto Rico. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, uh, I like to respond to, to Bob because, you know, I, I work with black people. I work with the Spanish people. In my, uh, they, most, all of them are temporary work. They belong to agency, uh-huh. working mm-hmm. agency. Right. Uh, you know, the... the, uh, the the uh, the agent is, is white. You know? I I have never seen black agent. I mean, they work they work they work with, you know they they, they are paid uh, one hour just four dollar, but they have to uh, a half of his uh, they they have to give a half of his payment to the to the agent agent. I mean, I think it's an exploitation, you know. I think, I think they are exploited because of, by, by, because of their background, mm-hmm. because of their 
because they are black, because they are Spanish. Even so, some of them has a very. I think most of them are more excellent than 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 me. You know, in ability, ability, yes, speak English. You know, in thinking, you know, they they most of them are more Americanized than than yes. I am, but they are still in low low payment system. Uh -huh. I mean, they are in exploitation. I think. Mrs. Santana, you know, uh, has the same kind, belongs to the same kind of economic system. You know, she 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 got just uh, what fifty dollars a month. You know, uh, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. I mean, she deserved to. I think she deserved to have more payment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the process that you're talking about is very good. Dealing with some cultural pieces that are being processed, that are being handed down. As we can go into other subjects that are being shared and so forth. But, um, and now there's a dilemma at the end of it. If, after you look at one generation after another generation, after another generation that's going to possibly be on welfare, you may have a third generation dependent family coming down, and who knows how long after that. So you've got this kind of situation. What else in the process we get everyone because of our time? Are there anything else that deals with the first question that deals with the subject of process? Remembering that process, um, as stated, is. Um, it's uh, each generation passes on something of itself in addition to what's accumulated from previous generations. So we've got the festivities from previous generations, we've got a lot of things, but we also have this new dimension because they were probably not recipients of welfare on the island of Puerto Rico. It wasn't something that their parents' parents passed down. But here all of a sudden we've, we now begin a new, a, a new uh, addition uh, uh, adapting to a new situation. One thing which it's interesting to me, which didn't seem to be passed on, was kind of the identity as a Catholic. Mm. Um, I mean, at least the author never mentioned that. Mm -hmm. okay. It doesn't mean it wasn't, but it, if it was, it was very, probably very minimal. Because Miss um, Santa Ana had that whole thing from when she was growing up, and but she identified it as a very negative piece. Like, my her childhood wasn't happy, and it was very strict. And it doesn't seem, and it seems like she chose to do a whole different thing with her kids. Because she, she, there's nothing mentioned about them going, make, her making them go to mass or anything mm -hmm. like that. No, I, I just read something on that. It, the way it was described is that the Hispanic version of Catholic is not at all the same version of American church Catholic that we have. And that it's more of a, it's actually something which does unite their community, but it doesn't unite the community as much by going to Mass on Sundays. Would you say that's... Well, I, I think there's, a, there's so much variety that you really, it's, it's cultural, very strongly cultural, which gives you a lot of leeway, not necessarily having to attend all Mass and so forth. Uh, it's also, I think, another part of Roman Catholicism, which has, is that um, the needs have that she's facing have not been able to be met by the Roman Catholic Church in this context. And so that divorce in itself, even subconsciously, unconsciously, they have divorced themselves from the, the religious institution because here is her, her situation, and the Roman Catholic Church doesn't seem to have any meaning for her, except if there is death, except that there are certain things. They've syncretized the Roman Catholic faith in her by, by including spiritism into it. And so spiritism is something you can do from the local residents by a variety of things. 
is much more indigenous. And then maybe something you're saying, we have to understand spiritism in order to really and read what's happening in some of the literature on that stuff. Uh, what else is a matter of process? You've mentioned some things that are very helpful, but you've got, and I'm glad you're picking up on that. What else is, is there anything else that maybe she has missed or that group has missed in something of process? Yeah, I, I read and then I, I felt that her concept of marriage, I think from her mother, her mother was not actually married. And then and her mother pregnant and gave birth to her. Yeah. And from there on... So what are you saying with that? Uh, say as specific as you can. Well, I think uh, the, uh, the concept of family life you know, is it's not very concrete, in this, uh, uh, especially toward the concept of marriage. Okay. Except the first one, uh, she married because being forced to. Okay. The other three, uh, the later on, they just stay on together. Well, what significance then does the, uh, the sacrament, what significance does marriage and you see, here's where the, the Roman Catholic Church again. We're separating because more and more because we understand common law, all the issues that are social, economic, uh, ethical questions that are happening, the church has nothing to do with them. They yeah. can't possibly attend and have confession knowing that they're living in common law or that they have these problems, you know, uh, separations and divorces or anything like this. So we ethically have, ethically we've moved out of the church. Such so, terrible could people. this be the, well, the reason that not she being drifted away further and further from the church because uh, marriage? But the yeah. passing on is a good subject. What do you think about common law? Is that being passed on? The whole issue of relationship, uh, what significance does a man have other than economic in this situation? Is there related? What reasons? What do you sense is being passed down, even if you speculate on the subject? What is happening as far as family? husband and wife, and so on. What's the, what's the dynamic here? Uh, it seems to me that the later on, that she lived with the man, or the man lived with her, mostly because of uh, uh, financial support, sharing the, the, the apartment, mm -hmm. or have uh, the, uh, the, the so-called husband work, and have a certain source of income, they can pull together. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that uh, distant from our culture? Do, do we, is there any reasons for us to get married um, for economic, um, selfish reasons or um, is that, what culture, does that enter into any culture? Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, one of the foundations of marriage is security. Yeah. Please, you know, the hope of security and the, the attaining thereof, uh, at least in this country, you get a tax break if you're married. Uh, your car insurance gets cut. And uh, I can think of a couple of advantages there. Now, now Brother Lim speaks of a Hollywood theology. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned it once. But, you know, uh, um, I think you mentioned it once, uh, the subject. Now, what, what framework, I mean, when she spells it out or in lifestyle, it sounds there's something very evil about, seemingly very evil about what she's doing here. Uh, students from Wheaton Graduate School condemned her severely when they wrote their papers on this book. Mm -hmm. um, the, most of them were from different backgrounds theologically, but most of them very conservative backgrounds. Um, how would you handle this matter of they're, they're passing down a procedure of life concerning family, 
relationship uh, expediency, uh, how we join together. Uh, it doesn't seem like there is any religious institution that, that this is nearly done in the community. They become so the welfare one. system works totally against that. I mean, if she gets married, there it goes, yeah. it's gone. Mm-hmm. So, so the whole system is, is totally opposed to it. To, to the moral system that we try to bring. So what's it going to be? Is it going to be, oh, well, I'll obey what God wants me to be, or I'll survive? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think it's just... I mean, the welfare system perpetuates it, but I don't know if that's just the problem, because I don't know that she's even seen it be a positive thing. I mean, her mother yeah. never got married. Her mother, you know, and she didn't know her father till she was... Mm. Eight or ten or twelve or something like that, yeah. and it has, certainly hasn't been positive in her experience, yeah. you know. And like the the only ties that seem to have real significance here are the ones between like mother and children, mm. and maybe somewhat between siblings. It's hard to tell how much, but like the the mother mother child bond is very strong, but not the father child bond mm. most of the time. What um, um what is your your position on this uh, as a minister of the gospel, minister of the gospel, this matter of um, the ethical question of coming. Yeah, I'm reading a book by J. E. Adam. He said 20, 20 years ago, uh, uh, evangelical pastor never married a divorce a woman or a man. But now he says it's changing. So it's, uh, I haven't finished the book, but it's mm-hmm. just something that caught me. You know, huh? how really to deal with this kind of situation if we know that they are living together, even even we know that there are divorced people that are living together. Are we going to stick to to what we have in the past, or are we going to to adapt? This may lead us into the conversation we had last night and. Uh, um, we had a very good time last night in our class discussion. It was pretty happy. It was good. Everyone wants to join our class now. And they're so much roaring they hear about their class. <laughs> We're studying a book on the black family. You know, I look at this whole thing and I say, well, I mean, this common law stuff goes a little bit further in terms of this whole issue of civil authority. I mean, on the one sense, I mean, if you want to sit down and, and, and pull out all the scriptures and just, you know, slap them on a piece of paper and say, well, this is what God says about how we're supposed to deal with civil authority, I mean, that can be done, but um, in every aspect of their life, civil authority is failing these people. I mean, it's just not a marriage. It's, it's um, this whole colonialism bit. It's, it's the welfare system. It's... Who wants to go down to the justice of peace with a bunch of people? You know, I mean, why why would that even be symbolic to them? Or you know, or, or the Catholic Church, where the same kind of what if this was a tribal, a people group of the beginning, and their process to marriage was, I select you, and uh, we just um, we we have a child. Then we the process of coming together is later or whatever. The, the, it's kind of in reverse of the. Uh, North American uh, situation. Um, again, 
what would that be? Uh, because it's tribal and it's accepted by the people as being the norm of that tribe, how would you? Considering the, the norm um, prior, you know, you know, in the slave era of the United States, um, marriage was very often not permitted. Uh, marriage was a rec- recognition of dignity and humanity. Mm-hmm. They would often, quote, jump the broom. Um, it was uh, in or tied a knot, but it wasn't. It wasn't really a marriage. You know, the the slave master could still sell that spouse for the children. It wasn't like it was their own something with the dignity and appreciation of of, of God in it. Um, and so, um, you know, the uh, the perceptions of of marriage uh, are. Are distorted, or at least, at the very least, um, uh, infected by a history of abuse, and uh, the idea of uh, commitment in marriage and and monogamy, or one one partner, in, in my estimation, would probably uh, weigh higher than than uh, the acknowledgement of going through all the proper channels of what. I would say is a is a formal marriage. It seems to me that they're, you know, you might say they have quote a monogamous relationship, but they know that it's not marriage and they don't live like it's marriage. Mm-hmm. There is no commitment. Mm-hmm. It's he pays the bills, I stay. He doesn't pay the bills, I go. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there is not even a a common. Is this matriarch, matriarchal? setting, who's the real key? Who's the center of the model? The model, the model. The model. Yes. Now, now, Hispanic culture is considered to be what, in your eyes? In your, I mean, it's it's, seems to be. Uh, but it's really not. Although the men are the first to say that we have the pens in the family and we give the orders that we're the head of the home. But there is something very strongly about Roman Catholicism and culture where, you know, all churches stop still on Mother's Day and no one goes to church because the priority is to be at your mother's house at that time all day long. Even if you've got to come from Chicago to Puerto Rico, you, I mean, that's the strong emphasis on really exalting the Virgin Mary and uh, exalting the mother of the home. Very, very powerful, very demanding. So we have this superficial look at this, and you find it here with, with the mother. Um, let me just go on because of time. I want to, The other subject uh, was the second question on culture is learned. What implications do we have here? How about the other folks? Spanish dialect. Huh? You need to learn the language. Spanglish. Yeah, I, I like this uh, Susan's approach. In fact, I think this is quite an effective way to be associated with this woman. Really learn from her what she is doing, what she is thinking, her attitude, and the, and the family setup. And the whole it's a complex, uh, ex- extended family. Uh, she seems to be the central figure here, and then she pray for. Uh, uh, well, uh, even she buy, uh, she bought uh, the, the candles, pray for. 
her son's safety returning home from New Jersey, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. yeah, we need to really go into what she is thinking and you know, the whole family set up and the economic goals, the structure and also the relationship uh, in order we can be you know, effective. <coughs> you know, uh, I heard uh, one Christian say, uh, uh, "What? What? 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 thing? You know, when 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 he when he at the time when, you know when he was reading a, an article about about black teenagers. You know. uh, I mean, you know, uh, uh, we 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 talk about basic attitude about the other culture. I mean." You know, uh, she she, she had you know uh, they have a totally different marriage culture, and mm-hmm. I mean you know she has a lot of a lot of husband, you know, uh, and th- there is uh, no 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 temperance in having mm-hmm. sexual relationship. You know, in, in you know uh, in the viewpoint of our cultural value system, we cannot receive that. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 don't they don't seem to be a human being but you know we, we think most of us think like this in spite of you you know even though you 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 don't you don't look like a human being we receive you as a human being I think it's a, it's a, it's a hypocrisy you know. they are human being too we are they are the same person as we are you know, we have to receive them as as, as we receive ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the real real attitude we have to learn. Yeah. True. You know? mm-hmm. okay. So this uh, so yes, uh, this re- remind me uh, how Jesus interact with the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the even Jesus disciple were confused or even reject seemingly reject the woman. Uh, why why our teachers talk to this woman? But Jesus talked to this woman and knew her needs and very care for her and then you know, show her the way, the right way. So what we have to do? I uh, getting to uh, the place because of uh, just a few minutes left. Uh, how would we do, what is our point of entry? How, how do we minister in this context which is much more becoming prevalent in our society? Whether there is one kind of a dependency or a deficit dimension to our thinking and philosophy of life because of these systems that are intended to help us and, and to deliver us from some, some poverty and at the same time we're losing our dignity and integrity of life. How do we minister? You know, we're coming from a different context. We're maybe coming from a very middle class and we're seeing these things as maybe um, dehumanizing. Uh, how, do you, how would you begin? Was Susan Sheehan very brave to do this ethnographic work and get in there. What do they consider about Susan? What do you sense? How do they see her? How does these folks... They gradually receive her. Gradually as, as a part of them. Yes. How do you know that she became part? What were some of the evidences that she was... Uh, she brought her kids. children together. Yes. Kids were fine. Her husband. And she was invited for the party. Yes, yes. right. In fact, they even goes to Puerto Rico. Yeah, she went with Now, my fear is that here's a woman that is at best agnostic, 
and yet um, has a serious commitment to these people, maybe has a better sense of creation than sometimes we do, yeah. but comes to meet them at a very base level of humanity, common ground, and is able to engage them. And of course, she's not able, because of her reductionist view of life, she can't uh, offer them very much, or anything of eternal value in the sense of the gospel. But uh, we have something to learn from Susan Sheehan. And I think that we can't divorce her from our discussion. How would you do it? Or would you ever want to? Would you care to? How would you engage? In a sense, she's got the upper hand on us. She was able to come in and say, oh, I'd like to do an article on your life. You know, we can't come in. I don't know if you can come in as a Christian and say, oh, I'd like to do an article on your life. Why? I'm a minister. <laughs> what would you use instead of something that I'd like to... I'd like to... to I'd like to get to know your kids. Okay. I would like to know you and your children, your family. Or move in the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want okay. to, you're my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's good. Now you've got to deal with all the issues. <laughs> yeah, really. That lets you get in pretty fast. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful idea. Why didn't I think of that before? We'll have your VCR and we'll take your number. Is, is that truly impossible? I mean, are you... What? To move in. No, it's not. I think you're, I think you're right. The realtor. I think you're crazy. I think there is, there has to be some engagement on a certain level. I think we, one of the things that Linda's always bringing out is our whole understanding of who we are. And there are some limitations and we've got to maybe look at process with ourselves too. But I think the best place for us is going to be part of that context as Christians in salt and light, um, as a learner in reciprocity so that there, there's no I don't want to perpetuate the humanization they have well, already received that from existing systems now as a Christian I, I could add to the, the problem rather like, than help you know, my experience and, um, I got on a program with Latin American Mission mm -hmm. and in Mexico City and Guadalajara both times the students were put in families homes and these were Christian families but in terms of Time and in terms of when you introduce the gospel, you know, it was these times like when the soap operas are going on. Um, you're sitting on the couch, you're watching a soap opera, you're cutting up on the characters or something, or, or you're sitting around the table after a long day or something. I mean, those. So and it, you know, that's why I say move in. You know, because for me it seems like that's that's wide open. You know, that's that's sort of like a natural kind of thing. Now think of it. If you move in as a female, well, or if yeah. he moves in as a single male, he's economic resource. I mean, he is not just a person, he's now a viable entity to our economic development in the community. Well, think of, all, and think female, what that all means. There is, uh, think of our perspectives yeah. and understanding of how are we going to live Christ in this context. And, I, by the way, I think there is such a vacuum and emptiness in the, these folks, I mean, in reality in today's society, and I think in her too, it wouldn't surprise me that at the very end, and it's, and it's interesting that probably you know what the end could possibly be, a uh, Pentecostal church, which is usually the church of the poor, uh, some pastor that has no seminary training or, or woman pastor comes and wants to wash her, help her in her home, uh, helps and brings groceries even though she's been on welfare too but has come to know Christ and you find this kind of ability to come there and do ministry and she'll become 
probably a Pentecostal, maybe still on welfare, but will become uh, a born-again believer, probably. But we won't do it. We won't, and all of the other things that we are trying to train to do, uh, we, we will find ourselves so distant from people that are living in this deficit mentality, that are being dehumanized constantly. And that is against Christ. Um, see, racism and sexism and all the rest is really, is that someone has said, this group of people, because you are Native Americans, um, I am not going to permit you to have uh, the privileges and prestige and prosperity of life. It's because of your race. It's because of who you are. It's racism. Sexism would be, I'm not permitting you to be employed and so forth, and this, or you cannot have the same salary as a man because you're a woman. I blame the victim. Racism and sexism. Suppression. And so I think the strata of saying there is a suppressing ongoing piece that says we will keep them in a strata is not something just spontaneous. I think there is a deliberateness about this whole matter. Go ahead, uh, Jim, you were saying anything else on that? Uh, how to reach in? You were. Uh, um, I was just nodding my head with you. <laughs> no, I was thinking that there are some things that if you were to be in that community that you bring with you, if you bring your family, you bring the model of a loving father and of a gentle, kinder marriage. You bring the model of a conscientious worker who goes to work every day and does his best. And brings home. Now, here's what's going to happen. Here's a scenario. Mm -hmm. She's living with this man. But here is this guy who's conscientious, brings a model, works, is, is holy... Is I mean, and the woman over there. What do you think is going to happen? Give me what would be the dynamics. Think a little bit along Hollywood theology. I want this man. Huh? I want this man. <laughs> and he doesn't. I mean, he has no interest in any of that. Uh, but what happens is, as many people that are ministering in the city as pastors, the pastor all of a sudden draws that female, and the man is worried about you taking my wife away from me. <coughs> And because he has all the qualities that she finally found someone. She doesn't care what he's saying. She found someone of substantial security and uh, she can live. And there you are now. You're going to be the guy that's going to be shot in the chest. <laughs> You've got this dilemma of, of understanding your context and saying, how do I deal with this? Now, I would say, that has no appeal to the male? <laughs> now, that may be where you have to be careful and say you see, I need to. Your your sense of doing it was nailing that you're going to be appealing to the model of the home, but really, yeah, I'm not trying to convert her to my style of life. I'm just living. No, I know that, but I'm saying you see how appealing it is. But if you engage him, and you engage him and make yeah. friends with him, that's why your point of entry best be with him, right. not to the exclusion of him. She will be much more receptive, sociologically. And I think also spiritually, but she will be very much appealing. You, you will be very much appealing to her for her future. Her destiny is now come, and it's come in a package. And uh, but he's the guy that's, that that uh, you need to engage. And I think that that's our fault when we do that with uh, ministry. That we usually engage the most receptive one, and she is really probably most. Receptive. You're not really supposed to engage the female apart from the male in that situation, are you? Is, is, is it acceptable? We do it all the time. If you go in as a woman, but I you're not, think you are. Yeah, maybe as a woman, but I mean, me as a man. Isn't there, isn't there something like drastically wrong with that? Yeah, but I'm just going to say, if you understand psychologically, if you understand the phenomena of male-female relationships, 
Um, it has a very interesting uh, turnout. <laughs> uh, you understand that, don't you? you Malcolm Malicious coming into play in this matter. And so I am saying there is a strenuous dimension to us ministering in the context, and if we're if we're willing to be vulnerable enough to move into the context, then I think we really have to register with all these pieces that are working here. And welfare method provides a wonderful tool for us to understand, but also hurting humanity. Now, I'm, I'm really impressed with you that you haven't come down, or maybe you made in your papers and you will show. But in most cases, I have noticed what, where you wake up in the morning is sometimes determines what your theology and your outlook on life is all about. And that's what the Black Panthers used to say. Uh, here's where your conclusions will come out of because here's where you woke up this morning. And the point of it is, for me is that, that normally you're victimizing or you're blaming the victim, William uh, Ryan's book. And uh, you haven't done that. Maybe your papers will show me. <laughs> but I think uh, that's an important piece for us as Christians to work through some of these things. And I want to read your. Yes, you have a word to do when you read. Well, I don't want to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Um, I, one of the things I saw too, that's maybe just to, to cast it on another light, um, is that um, I'm, in reading this and also in our discussion last night with Lou, where I'm trying to be reminded that you know, when we're dealing with non-Christians, it's not necessarily that we have to walk around apologizing, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a Christian. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a really fine line between being sensitive and not being you know, culturally obnoxious and yet you know, being who we are, and we are Christians. And, uh, you know, like with this, this Mrs. Santana, the, the author walks in, she says, okay, here I am. You know, I'm, I want to write a book. I mean, to me, that sounds like a really culturally dumb thing to say to a welfare mother, you know. You know, well, it didn't work I, the first couple of times. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, can you but, imagine but, maybe you'd be more effective if you never went into, into clergy kind of ministry? Sure. You know. In some ways, yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. But if you are who you are, I think people sometimes, <laughs> yeah. too, I think you'd be surprised. I think sometimes we underestimate the fact that, that you know, people will take you at face value, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and if you're a minister, well, that's your, that's your life, you know. That's who you are. Yeah. You know. um, there's I, an issue there that... But I, I want to come back to some of these quickly, but I would like, uh, Brother Tark, is it? I, was I would like you to present to us issues of building trust in your culture. All I am asking you to do is what would be some of the items, and not to be, you know, elaborate on any of the items, but what would be some three or four things that in order to build trust in your culture we would have to understand in your particular context? give us a brief. That'll be for next week. Okay. I'll give you some time to think and get rid of your cold. Okay. Let's pray again. <laughs>